Hey, we're Blender Style. On this episode, we're discussing Soulfly, their debut album, Soulfly. This album was released in 1998 on Roadrunner Records. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, gentlemen. And Sepultura has been irrelevant ever since. So I got into this album probably around 98 or 99 when it came out. Um, it was heavy in our rain rotation when Russ and Chris and I would drive around Taft um, listening to just all instrumental music uh, in, in the rain. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> so we put... Uh, this was before everyone had the internet in their hand. Yeah. So we had we had Soulfly, uh, the, the instrumental track on here, on our uh, rain mix. And anytime it rained in Taft or Lightning Storm... We had a mix of like a CD that we burned because, you know, compact discs were all the rage back then. (laughs) And Russ had one in his car. And you had a mix for everything, right? Oh, dude, we had a mix, yeah. So you had a rain mix. We had a rain mix. And we would drive up to 25 Hill and park when the lightning was going. Do you remember other songs on this rain mix? Uh, There was a couple. There was a Crystal Method song. Um, There was, there might have been a couple. There might have been. All instrumental, right? Yeah, they were all instrumental. Uh, There was a. The White Zombie. Um, well, actually, I take that back because White Zombie, um, the last song. Um, Blood, Milk, and Sky. Yeah, Blood, Milk, and Sky was on it. Uh, it was all mellow songs, pretty much. That's not instrumental. But yeah, it's so it wasn't all instrumental. Um, but <laughs> so we, we kind of got into it. And then also just being a fan of, of Sepultura, uh, the early Sepultura. Didn't really get into Roots, but then all the, the BS happened with, you know, Dana uh max's you didn't like roots when it came out i thought you did i liked roots but it wasn't like my vibe at the time um i think i was more intrigued by the fact that it was such a weird drumming style and stuff on it yeah uh, the percussion which was really cool uh and so i just like this had kind of like a sacred place in my heart i want to see what you guys thought about it so my heart was crushed when max left sepulcher i thought roots was good I liked everything. I like all Sepultura, kind of. Oh, yeah. Uh, after, when Max was in the band. And it left, and I just kind of lost interest. <laughs> and then Soulfly came out, and it was like, eh, it sounds just like Roots, kind of. Less guitar. And I just, I was like, not nah, right now. Yeah. I'll come back to this. So this is, like, really my first time. Really What's funny is, is it, like, he says, like, oh, Soulfly was me trying to not sound like Sepultura. Roots, and it's like it sounds exactly. Like it Sepultura sounds roots. exactly like Sepultura Roots. So I avoided this, uh, not avoided. I just didn't get into it. Um, I listened to Soulfly's last album, Totem, mm-hmm. released twenty twenty two, I believe. Okay. Yep, it's pretty good. Yeah, you, we were do. talking about it before the show that it's a good album. Yeah, I would say the last three Soulfly records have been really good, in my opinion. Are you familiar with this first one too? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um. Probably because of the guests on this exactly. record, actually. Like, Fred Durst is on it. So yeah. I'm a little younger, you know, but, like, I was, like, into Limp Bizkit. And, like, this also Blame. had... Uh, <laughs> uh, this also had, like, a... Not a heavy, but a new metal influence it on did. it. Not like a heavy... You know, it's not, like, ripping off new metal, and there's not new metal all over this. But there are definitely new metal parts in it. Mm. I think it's, like, all new metal. <sighs> What I've heard people say this, and I and I would disagree, but 
There's like the okay, so there's like the instrumental stuff, like this like soul fly, and uh, like this whole second half of the album gets kind of weird, and it's not new metal, but mm-hmm. like eye for an eye. Is that new metal or is that groove metal? I guess it's groove metal. I would say sometimes also when it's like new metal, it's kind of him like trying. It's his vocals, actually, I think. It's not necessarily yeah. even the music. I feel like sometimes he's like even like, it's like, oh, that sounds like Jonathan Davis or that sounds mm. like, you know what I mean? Or does Jonathan Davis sound like Max Cavalera? Well, Korn is definitely <laughs> highly influenced by Sepultura. Mm-hmm. And like Max has a vibe, right? You yeah, know, we does. all, you know, he's got a style and everything, but. It's consistent in all of his projects. Uh, Nail yeah, bomb, for sure. Cavalera Conspiracy, this. It's like Max Cavalera puts a stamp on the bands he's mm-hmm. in. It's oh, very obvious. Sure. Very yeah. distinctive. Um, so there's a... Uh, I, I think I kind of know what you're talking about. Like, So I read an interview where, where Max had said like after the falling out with, with Sepultura and him leaving that he wanted to create something as far from Sepultura as he could, as he could put himself. Um, but I don't necessarily think he meant just roots. I think he meant like Sepultura as a whole and up until that point. Um, cause I think I read somewhere that there was actually a couple songs on here. Um, where riffs were, were riffs from, from, yeah. uh, from the roots album or, or whatever. But, well, the song remains insane is like clearly a throwback. Oh, it is. But, but, uh, I feel like also a killer track though, dude. Yeah. I feel like his very surreal kind of, I feel like his separation from Sepultura was he wanted to get away from what Sepultura was known for. And at that time roots had come out like what, two years or three years before this. Um, and yeah, about two or three years before this. And then before that Sepultura was all about like thrash punk metal. And I think that's what he wanted to separate himself from. I think this is a progression of where Sepultura was going at the time because I I stopped following Sepultura after Max left the band, so I don't know what they did after that. But from what I I remember, just hearing bits and pieces, they kind of went back to that more heavy like black. It's metal. It's like groove metal, yeah, like groove metal. They they didn't stick with the tribal kind of thing going on anymore after that. Mm, they still like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't pay that yeah, much attention. Yeah, so I, I'm not sure. Um, and I think he had kind of achieved that with this because this definitely sounds like. It sounds very similar to the stuff on Roots. It does. But there's like a separation. He sounds more, it's weird to say this, but he sounds like happier and more focused in this band. Yeah. And and the, just the fact that there's like, like Nathan said, there's so many guest musicians on here. I mean, you got you got uh, Dino and Burton, uh, Fred Durst, G- DJ Lethal, uh, Los Hooligans, Chino Moreno. Um, All good tracks that yeah, they're on too. Benji Webb. I mean, Christian Old Wolvers, like all kinds of shit coming in on this. So and all of Fear Factory, basically. <laughs> pretty much all of Fear Factory. But also the fact that like all this support for Max, like all these musicians coming in and, and offering to, to guest on these. Well, a lot of these guys were Sepultura fans. Oh, for sure. And Sepultura is one of those bands that like kind of was like the gateway to a lot of yeah. people into thrash and death metal. And, and for the time, I don't think so there was... to this day, if like young Especially kid gets in on the Brazil internet, and oh, South yeah. America, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, but that's the thing. I think at the time, there wasn't like this huge thing in the metal scene. Like you always heard like guest vocal, like guest musicians come in on like pop rock and things like that. But for a metal band to have like guest musicians from the genre come in and do a song with them was kind of like the passing of the torch. And it kind of made it okay for a Sepultura fan to, to listen to Max, like people who, who might've been jaded by that whole split and trying to pick sides or whatever. 
And maybe that was it. Like at the time I was like, oh, well, all my favorite musicians are are guesting on this. That's got to mean it's it's the the one to follow. Smart, dude. <laughs> Do you think that was like Roadrunner kind of making shit happen? It had to it be, right? It could have been, yeah, because Roadrunner supported the artist back Fear then. Factory was on Roadrunner. Yeah, a lot of these bands were. When you pick this, I was like going into it like thinking like, oh my God, like I'm going to rate, rate this pretty low, you uh-huh. know? And uh, going back to it, first initial couple listens, I was like, man, this is hard. It's not cohesive. The only thing cohesive is the drum parts. I'm sure when they recorded it, it smelled like smelly feet and marijuana. <laughs> uh, like, you know, just all this shit going through my head. And we, I listened to it, and I listened to it, and I listened to it. And there's this is such a massive project. Mm-hmm. There's so many different instruments. There's so many different percussion things. And all in between all that, you also have some just heavy, groovy-ass shit that is just primal as fuck. Like, it's like literally like... Like, also a turn off to me was the lyrics, you know? The lyrics are fucking horrible in some parts. But you get little snippets of like, damn, man, that's deep. Yeah. That's deep. And I'm kind of like into the tribal thing. I'm into the whole mm-hmm. like repping where you're from. And it took me a minute to really get into it. But man, this record is. It took me a while to get into it too. It's it's pretty damn good. So, it's pretty memorable. And like who else took on a project this big like at that especially time? Especially for a metal band to take on a project with that that's much true. composition going into it. I mean that that's, Yeah, it's over an hour long. Well, but also it's like sloppy. Said, Don't get me wrong. It's it's it, there's a lot of shit going on, but oh, there's yeah. sloppiness that goes with it, but that's what makes it. That's what makes it charming. Yeah. Well, and, and I think kind of like you said, there was there's like this incohesiveness about it, but at the same time it works as a full album. Um and coming into this like I kind of lost my interest or my love for Soulfly after I think it was their third album. Uh, the first two were great. The you third didn't like one, jump the fuck up, and, and, that, and that's the thing. Like <laughs> once that came out, I was just like, "This isn't the same band." It 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 was like this stale shell of a band. That's and my I, beef with it, dude. Is and it... I've kind of went back and listened to like tracks here and there, and uh, I think it was Omen. Uh, had a couple good tracks on it, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get back into Soulfly," and I never did. And then you guys have both said that their newest one was really good. Totally I haven't yeah. listened to it. Um, but when I picked this, I was kind of like, "Do I really want to go down this rabbit hole again and like really get into this?" And because I haven't listened to this in probably ten years, maybe fifteen years, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was amazed at how much how good this is, like compared to what i remember it being what's cool about it is it's it's kind of like a tattoo right people think say like oh you get a tattoo you're gonna regret (laughs) that later yeah maybe but for the majority of my life i liked it Uh and i feel like that's what this is and that's what maybe the first few soulfly records are i feel like soulfly is max and wherever max is going in the stages of his life that's what Soulfly is going to be. It's a vessel that he can like express himself. Yeah. And that's why I think Soulfly's discography is pretty big and, it's and all also over the place. pretty goddamn diverse. Yeah. And it just goes to show that like at this point, he put a lot 
into this. Oh yeah, there was a lot of of healing. I didn't really that get it. That. Well, just even just work of like recording it yeah. and getting everybody. Imagine it's like a ska band, dude. I guarantee you, back <laughs> in the day, those ska bands, not everyone showed up. No, you got twelve people in your band. <laughs> Yeah, good luck practicing. <laughs> Not everybody's showing up, right? Yeah. It's a difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. And Max had the time <laughs> and the drive to wrang, you know, wrangle all these people together and put this massive record together. But it's got a lot of fat. Well, it does. It it's does. got a lot of fat. But I think like kind of what you said, if you look at it like <laughs> as a perspective of, of Soulfly is, is Max's vessel for expression it makes perfect sense because every album is completely different and it all reflects what he's going through at the time. Also, this is like a spiritual album, right? Oh, for sure. And like, I'm pretty sure his spirituality, he's eating some shrooms and that <laughs> shit lasts some hours. Yeah. <laughs> this so is that's a, probably this why album's this is a shroom just trip. way too long. <laughs> it's a shroom trip, dude. It like it's, it's one of the longest albums we've done and it it's appropriately long. Yeah, like I always complain about shit being too long. This isn't too long. This is like the right amount. It's long, mm-hmm. but it's like I feel like it makes sense for, for how long it is for some reason. I, I will say that like when when we were kids listening to this album, the last song, uh, Carmageddon, uh, I never knew there was a hidden track on this the whole time because after that, we just take it out and throw the next disc in. Um, and so when we picked it and I had it on the mix and, and it was going through that song came out. I was like, is this like some extra like bonus edition thing that I got? And that bugged me. I didn't like the <laughs> hidden track or the, the bonus track. Uh, what is it? Uh, Casey doesn't like hidden tracks, bro. Yeah. No, I like hidden tracks, but I just, because I never knew <laughs> about Offspring it. Smash is one of the best oh, hidden tracks. It is. Scared the shit out of us. Yes, it did. <laughs> it definitely was scary when he would say motherfucking his uh-huh. vocal delivery was so, so aggressive. And that's like my major beef with this album is it's like, it feels like Max is more comfortable, but I like it when it sounded less comfortable. Okay. You know what I mean? More aggressive, more gritty. I just prefer Sepulter over this. This kind of like takes out some of the stuff I like about Sepulter. It's still good though. Now, now you might want to specify Max Sepultura. Yeah. That, I'm, when I say Sepultura, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. When I say I'm a Sepultura fan, I'm talking Roots and everything yeah, before obviously. that. I don't... No offense to the new members in the band. I think it's all good. I've seen that they've done like Quattro or whatever, where mm-hmm. they have all these like different people come and do stuff during COVID. That was pretty dope. I just this should change the name. Just I feel yeah. strongly about that for some reason. Other bands, I don't give a shit. Like Cannibal Corpse changed vocals. I'm like, all right. That'd be like a Pantera reform without the Abbott Brothers. Well, like, I think Sepultura... <laughs> You bought your tickets, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, anyway, I give it a 3.9 out of 5. It's a good album, dude. It's worth your time. It took me a while to get into it. I don't love it. Like, it's not something I'm going to go back to a lot. There's definitely tracks in here I'll take away. It's it's really good, though. I give it 3.9. Do you love it more than New Sepultura? Oh, yeah. That's all. Soulfly is better than New Sepultura. I won't even listen to New Sepultura. Yeah, that first album against, I think I tried one point and it's bad. You're like, <laughs> I just did not. This. It sounded like Machine Head and I don't like Machine Head. Okay. Nathan, Soulfly, self-titled. I would give this a 4.0. I think that this is a project that Max took on that like 
he probably at some points felt like he couldn't even, you know, execute. And I feel like he he did a pretty good job. He didn't hit it on the bullseye, but he did a pretty good job. And that album cover is sick. Yeah, it's great. Fucking sick. I think it kind of describes what, right, his hand, he's free. He sounds free and comfortable on this. When he talks about spirituality and his beliefs and stuff, uh, I believe him. He's not a politician. <laughs> and that's what I love about Max. And that's what I love about Max now. You know, he's still into the underground music. He still reps that shit. Oh, yeah. He's a true artist. So I give this a 4.0. Nice, respectable. Casey, your picks, Soulfly? Uh, I give it 4.6. I mean, nice, I think dude. this is iconic Max Cavalera sound. I really feel like he took the sound presented it to Sepultura. They released Roots. He left, took the sound with him, and Sepultura was lost after that. Um, this was... He's definitely the driving point. He oh, was the driving point of Sepultura. Oh, for sure. And, and I, I feel like, kind of to touch on what Nathan said, this is this is a healing process for him um, through all the, the bullshit that he was going through and to, like, really kind of throw it out there. Even though he might not have, like, achieved that that full vision of what he wanted at the time. I think that the, the, the attempt is excellent and it's an iconic album and, and I just, I think it's great. Yeah. 4.6. Nice dude. Good pick. We're blender style. That was Soulfly. Soulfly. Give us a like, a thumbs up, leave a comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us we're idiots. We know we are and we love to hear it. I love to hear that I'm an idiot. Ain't no motherfucking blender and the blue fish.